Welcome to episode three of Flight Path Disc Golf Podcast. On this show, we give our thoughts on the Simon Lazotte Discomania Mindbender, a new release, and you'll find out that you could possibly win one of these discs. Also, we talk to Joe Henderson about how she is forging a career in disc golf and her plans for the off-season and next season. Hi and welcome to episode two. I am Clive Lovett and as usual I'm here with... Carrie Neal. And let's go straight to the tea pad. What have you been up to in the past couple of weeks, Carrie? Um, getting ready for winter. I know that sounds ridiculous. We've had beautiful weather and um, I took advantage of the beautiful weather and hung my Christmas lights. I'm sorry, they're not on. They're not turned on. <laughs> but hung Christmas lights and then cleaned out my garage and we have set up an area to throw discs to drive in and I've got my dartboard area cleaned up and ready to go got a wine barrel and some stools and yeah so just a spot to spend the cold winter evenings practicing this winter um and that's probably about it not not you've been out on the course a couple of times yeah I've been playing so it's nothing special just um I'm working on my sidearm so Watched a few videos, kind of had an aha moment watching Kristen um, at the Pro Championships, how her form. So was out there trying, um, just trying some new techniques, just trying to get some distance and some snap and trusting my discs off the tee pad. But nothing spectacular to talk about, but I know that you have something pretty cool that's been working in your game. Yeah. Before I get to that, though, you're talking about sidearm. Yeah. I watched a Scott Stokely video on the t- there's only two ways to throw a sidearm mm-hmm. the pendulum and the wind windmill. windmill yeah and so he said so i was out on hole number six at macarthur island which is perfect set up for a, a forehand shot and i just went okay here we go and i naturally did the windmill and i was pl- pl- had an overstable disc because it just you just want it to go right and i you know i piled the hole but i put it about 30 feet away that's nice. So, so um, yeah, and I've tried it again and haven't been able to do it, but that's just <laughs> golf. Um, but I'll keep practicing my forehand because I don't have one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, my success is I had my best round at Rose Hill, off the red tees, albeit, but I went round in even par. I think I had three birdies and three bogeys and left some shots out on the course but also made some miraculous shots at same pars that's so awesome it, bal- it balanced out so it, you know i can see i can see the improvement in my game and i and i can i'm gonna kind of make notes sometime about the stages of my game you know from where i'm just throwing discs to actually realizing what the discs do and things like that so um yeah just yeah, that'll, that'll be some other time. But also played in the MVP Space Race. How was that? That was, it was fun. I never played in a glow, you know, kind of tournament or just an event. Yeah. Um, they set up, it was at Westside Centennial. They set up all the tees to be, you know, 100 feet, if that, so that everybody could have a run at an ace. Nice. So you got three points if you ace the hole two points if you hit chains one point if you hit metal and the disc yeah the, the the hex and i forget what the putter was the pilot but i like the discs um they flew well they flew straight 
Unfortunately, I didn't throw them in the straight direction they were supposed to go in. <laughs> and did they glow well? Oh, they did, yeah. And I, I found, I mean, this is just, I found that if you don't light them all up, if you just put like two big dots on them, when you throw them through the air, they look way cooler. Just... <laughs> I've never played, I, I can't say that, I have played glow and I'm not a fan. No? No, I don't like like my disc and looking for it. I guess at West Side it would be different because it's in the grass. It, it's not, and... yeah, it's not long. It's the yeah. discs were easy to find. It's yeah. Short, short holes. Not like playing on a full course. Um, I en- I enjoyed it. You know, I'd probably do it again. I mean, you know, I think it was forty dollars and you get two glow discs and yep. you know it'd be fun to go out with my daughter sometime and just even over to a park and light them up and throw them. You know, yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but it, it was fun and. I hit metal about two or three times, but you know, didn't ace as such. But it was it was a fun evening, and I, there were about fifty to seventy people there. Nice. So it was cool, and that was run by Okanagan Disapply and Dan, who's, as you know, is if you're a listener of our previous two episodes, you know, is our sponsor. So thanks for Dan for organizing that. Absolutely. But talking of Westside, let's do our first foray on the fairway sure okay so today we went out and did our first i guess product testing or disc um testing so what disc did we test we tested the simon lazat signature md1 the, the uh i hope i got that right the mind bender yeah yeah and yeah we went to west side park and we actually what what we've started to do is we're having this challenge so anytime we go out and we test flight these new discs we have a little con- nine hole contest so we went out today with uh, a mutual friend Justin and Kara's husband Craig and it was the hosts versus the guests and we played what would you what was your phrase I mean we played skins but what did you call them oh shoot it was the same kind of format the aggressive I think it's I think so uh, same format they're going to use for big money skins cool so you know Pars were worth so much. Uh, Birdies were worth so much. Yeah. Albatrosses were so much. Yeah. So yeah. So we made it. I think five points for an ace, uh, three points for a birdie, and one point for a par, and no penalty for anything over, which means you could take runs at the hole. And being the gracious hosts we were, we let <laughs> Justin and Craig win. I think it was like. 18? 18 to 8 or 18 to 9 or Something, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. anyway. But yeah, we, yeah. yeah. We'll, 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 get, <laughs> we'll get them next time. That's right. But anyway, back to the um, mind bender. What did you think of the disc? So I'll just tell everybody, if you haven't thrown it, it is speed 5, glide 6, turn 0, fade 0. So I really didn't know what to think. Um, I don't have anything... Well, according to those numbers, I have something similar in my bag, but the f- the way the disc is shaped, the rim is um, con is it convex, not concave. So it's kind of got a uh, there's no curve on the on the under edge of the rim. So when you hang on to it, it feels really good. And according to the flight numbers, I throw warships, and it's a five six zero one. But they flew so differently, and I found my warship had more glide. But for the Mindbender, 
it's I, I feel like it's a point and shoot. I feel like if you give it some Anheuser, it's going to hold the Anheuser, go out, it glides, and then it kind of drops out of the air. It doesn't fade back. You can put it on Heiser Edge, and it goes out on Heiser, and then it kind of flattens out and drops out of the air. That might be just my arm speed and the way I'm snapping the disc. Um, I got good distance with it, but for myself, um, and I, I should I should clarify, I'm sponsored by Westside, so I don't I couldn't put this in my bag if I wanted to, but I find my Warship I just is a little more dependable when I snap it. So um, I know that my Warship's going to go out, it's going to glide, but it's going to have that just a little bit of fade. Whereas I felt like this. Like his point and shoot. Yeah, I found that when we played, because when we played our mini skins game, the holes are some of them are relatively short. So I found that if you don't put the full spin on it, it's not going to do what the disc is supposed to do. I would, you know, I would, I would take a. We were, we were experimenting with it, so I would have taken my putter a lot more than I would have taken this for the distance. But when we went over to the field and through the disc, um, I know that Craig, your husband, thought it might not take up, might not, might not stand up to a lot of talk, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of, you know, just kind of driving it out there. But I found out that I found that when I said, I'm going to throw this thing, that I got good distance off it, and it went... it. It, even though it was zero zero, there was a little bit of uh, you know flex to it, yeah. Um, but it was it was pretty straight. But similarly to you, if you put it on a, I found if I put it on an Anheuser or a Heiser, it did hold that line. Yeah. Well, I know um, Justin when he when we asked him what he thought of it, he said it pointed out in his game what he didn't like about his throw was that because he it came out on Anheuser and. It, it didn't flex back. It just kept going. So um, I feel like a beginner where you're just teaching them to throw straight and throw flat and they don't have a ton of arm speed or snap. I feel like this would be a disc that they could feel proud of their progress with. Like it's, like I said, it's point and shoot, right? So, and I think if anyone beyond an advanced player had it in their bag, they would have to have a really great touch game is how I feel. And for me, I just use my putter for that. I throw my putter for a touch game. So, and then if I want that snap and that point and shoot, I pull out my warship. Yeah, and I don't know, not to knock the disc, I don't know whether I put it in my bag. I have my Pathfinder as my mid-range, and then I use my Envy for those kind of between what I, my putter and my, my mid-range shots. But I didn't mind it when I was throwing it. I, I, I think I got good mid-range distance out of it for me. Um, that... Maybe I'll take it out the field and throw it and maybe because I think it's a disc that needs to be learned. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially like I was saying, if, if you if you have some experience playing and um, maybe you have bad habits, maybe you turn your wrist over and everything comes out with an Annie flex, you'd have to learn to let this go flat or else, you know, it'd take off on you on the Anheuser edge. It feels really good in the hand. The plastic feels really nice. And I think maybe that's why you want to grip it and rip it is because it just has that feel to it. But it's definitely, a, for my experience, a touch disc. Yeah. Well, and Simon, it's a kind of grip and rip type yeah. player. So. But he also can throw the high floaty hyzer lines with accuracy, right? The few times I got this up and high, I was like, hey, that's so cool, but it is not going anywhere <laughs> I wanted it to go. Like I didn't have that. I don't play enough. 
Yeah, and I've never thrown an MD1, so I can't compare it to the original MD1. So um, if you're an MD1 thrower, I'm not sure how it would live up to that. It's supposed to be a little bit retooled. I've never thrown Discmania. This is the very first time I've ever thrown a Discmania disc. It's flat. It doesn't seem too domey, any dome on it. It's, It's a shallow rim. I wouldn't call it a deep rim. Yeah, like I said, it's comfortable in the hand. It's just, you got to try it. Find someone who has one and try it out. And, and I think that probably, and I, I'm going to speak for Kerry Craig and Justin here, that they probably wouldn't add it to their bag because they have mid-ranges that already do what they need to do. Yep. Um, but um, I don't know. I, you know. I'd have to throw it more because I have mid-ranges I like. And, but I'm at the phase, the phase where sometimes those mid-ranges don't work and it's not necessarily the disc, it's me. Yep. Um, sometimes I've been known to carry three mid-ranges because I throw a part, it's just not working, so I'll take the warship out. Because I, I throw three. I have, yeah. I have a heart pertussis yeah. and a warship. But I did also throw the fuse today. And the fuse is five, six, negative one on the turn, zero on the fade. And I found if I backed off the fuse, I could get almost the same flight. Little more... Um, the fuse did a little more uh, Anheuser for me, so I had to kind of control the the angle of it. But um, for those people that throw the fuse and you're not throwing it with tons of snap, it might fill that space. The fuse is a little deeper, I feel like, on the uh, on the rim though. Yeah, it's a pretty disc, sparkly, <laughs> um, good logo on it, and you know it's got Simon Lizotte's name. I know they're being flying off the shelves grab one and, and throw it that's yeah. you know i i don't think anybody's dislike the disc but we have other options in our bag right now but i have one and i'll be keeping it so if you throw them um leave us some comments tell us what you think and if you have something in your bag comparable that isn't a warship or a fuse or the pathfinder or whatever that um we're throwing leave some comments um we'd love to hear them and if you haven't thrown one but want to throw one, we have a contest. You can win a brand new yellow sparkle Simon Lazot Mindbender by going to Facebook or Instagram and checking out the contest there. And yeah, just check it out. There'll be all the details and you can have a chance to win one of these discs courtesy yeah. of Okanagan Disc Supply. You bet. And uh, com. And use the code Flight Pass for ten percent off. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it was lots of fun. I'm looking forward to doing more um, product testing. I think it's it's a it's something that we can definitely uh, have fun with and give lots of good feedback. Yeah, and I think we'll try to get you know different testers out there. Yeah, you know, so people we had, we, we actually had a junior throw it today. Justin's uh, b- both his uh, children threw it. One. Yeah. I don't know how old they are. 12 and nine? nine, round about there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they both held well in their hands. They threw it well. So like I said, a beginner or a junior, this would be a, a good disc to put in their hand, I think, and make them feel confident about their game. So there are comments about the Mindbender. Again, a contest coming. Well, when you hear this, just go to Facebook, Instagram and check out the contest and you could win yourself a Mindbender. All right. So let's jump into the circle. We have Joe Henderson, who is an FPO player, a Joe Mess Pro representative, a podcaster with 
Paige Pierce, a content creator for Disc Golf. Anything I missed out there, Joe? I think you got it all. Yeah, oh, you're good. Oh, and newly engaged. And newly engaged. Yay. Yeah, the most important <laughs> thing. Well, and- welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, let's just hop right into it. And I'm going to ask you, I know you shared a little bit on your Instagram, but uh, how did you get into disc golf? And how did it become so prominent in the past, I'm going to say two years in your life? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Mostly, it all started with my uh, two brothers, mostly my brother, Andy Henderson. He plays quite a few events in uh, British Columbia and all around Alberta as well. But uh, he actually got into the sport back when he was just starting university. Yeah, I was just about to graduate from high school and just kind of found the sport through him. And we would just go out as a family and we would go, I don't know, play a couple holes. And I would last probably nine holes and then I'd get kind of tired. My arm would kind of hurt. I would get kind of frustrated that I wasn't uh, as good as my brother who played quite frequently. So I don't know if my expectations are quite realistic, but that's kind of how things went for about 10 years. That seems to be everybody's expectation (laughs) though when they first start. I'm not great at it right away. And then I get frustrated and because I'm not good at it and I like to be good at quite almost (laughs) anything that I do and I want it to become easy for me, then I Yeah. So I just, it took me a little minute to get into it, but after I've kind of went out by myself and kind of decided that this is something that I actually enjoy and that I actually want to do and that I'm actually not bad at. If I compare myself to people in a correct category for myself, (laughs) then yeah, I'm not doing too bad. So that's kind of how it all worked out. Did you play any other sports before you got into disc golf? Yeah, actually, I did gymnastics up until I would say like grade eight or grade seven, I believe. And then I, yeah, and that was like from probably kindergarten until then. And then I played soccer growing up. I played basketball growing up, a little bit of volleyball. So yeah, enjoyed cross country running, all those things. But yeah. So it was definitely something that uh, that's where the competitive side comes from, wanting to be good at it right away. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I know a little bit of the background, but it just seemed like all of a sudden one day we had this Joe Back Thursday show up on Jomez. <laughs> how did that come about? And yeah, w- tell us how that kicked off. How did you hook up with Jomez? Jomez Pro has always been the pinnacle of disc golf for me personally. I have always known about Jomez Pro even before I was playing like religiously and all of that. But to me, I was like always looking at Jomez as like you never see any women really represented as much on Jomez and so for me I kind of just decided one day I was like well I'm gonna I'm gonna make a list of ideas of like things that could I could do to improve the sport for women and as a woman who like absorbed the content or was like wanting anything and everything to do with disc golf I just was like well this to me makes sense. I'm already doing this thing called Throwback Thursday. So I just decided to send Jomez an email. Yeah. Uh, and I just said, hey, I have this really great idea. We could incorporate both of our names, Jomez Thursday, kind of little play on words there. And then that way, all of these videos of like potential aces or like different lines that people are trying to hit on their, all these videos of that people are trying to capture, then people could you repurpose those videos and post them online. 
And that's amazing. So that's, yeah, that's kind of what I brought to Jomez. They loved it. And honestly, it was like, uh, yeah, it was like a walk in the park after that. Like, we just get along so well. And yeah, they're really great humans. Cool. So is disc golf your job now, for want of a better term? I Yeah, it actually is. So I still do sub and I still do that as well, work in, t in schools and stuff. But yeah, it is definitely like more or less my full-time job. I have a full-time job in disc golf, which is crazy. It is. I think there's yeah. a lot of people listening, including myself, that would love to have a full-time job. And there's a lot yeah. of people that are looking to monetize disc golf oh somehow in their life. And amazing. And mm -hmm. your relationship with Paige, how did yeah. that come about? Yeah. So I actually ended up getting an Instagram message actually from Paige back in August of last year. So yeah, she just asked me if I had a job at the time. And I at the time did not really. I was kind of just switching school boards. I was moving to Calgary from Edmonton and everything was up in the air. And I was like, oh my gosh, Paige Pierce is messaging me. What the heck? <laughs> what is going on? And so of course I said, no, like, what do you need? I'll drop anything you want me to do. Like, nice to meet you. I'm Joe. <laughs> like, but yeah, so she asked me right away if I uh, wanted to work for her and if I wanted to be her assistant. And so now that is my other full-time position. And that started out last August. And Jomez and I were brainstorming about like, who could we have a, on our our podcast that we were dreaming up? We were dreaming up this huge podcast that we wanted to have. Yeah, my first choice was obviously Paige. And I was like, well, I mean, she she's Paige Pierce. Of course I want her, <laughs> but like, she's way too busy for that. And then, so when she called me for going, going through the details about how to be her assistant and all yeah. those fine details, I kind of sent a little question back to her. I was like, well, I could be your assistant, but could you co-host a podcast with me? And <sighs> so that's kind of how Approachable came to be. That's awesome. And I, I love it. I love everything about it. And I think for myself, and obviously other women out there, I think it's fantastic that you stepped out of your comfort zone, you reached out, you mm -hmm. said that, because you, you don't know, you don't know unless you ask, right? Exactly. And, you know, like I said, in the last podcast, we had um, the, the FPOs, the MPOs that are out there grinding, they're just people, they, they too mm -hmm. are looking for other ways to reach the public and have conversations. And so good for you. Congratulations on yeah, all of and, it. And honestly, anyone, anyone could have done it. I just, it happened to be right time, right place. And, but like literally anyone can do it. So I would suggest, yeah, going out and like having those questions because, or like the worst thing is that people could say is no. Yeah. So you may as well ask because either way you'll be in the same position if they say no, right? So That's right. I always tell yeah. people the only silly questions are the ones you don't ask. Mm -hmm, totally. You're also a player. Yes, that's right. Now, does your day job, so to speak, distract from the amount of tournaments you can play in? Um, I would say that this year because I was kind of testing the waters to see how much I would need to be on tour for one and for the other part is just like, yeah, if just even the travel, like the expenses of the tournament and all of that, just kind of weighing those odds and weighing those costs. Um, but yeah, I would say that definitely next year I want to enter in 
more than I did this year. I really slacked off on the tournaments this year because I just wanted to make sure that I was doing my at like the best job that I could for Paige. So that's kind of how that worked. Do you have a coach? Do you have someone that you turn to, you know, to improve your game? Actually, yes, but not officially. Yeah, there is a player that used to play quite frequently here named Luke. And yeah, he went to Amworlds, I believe. Um, but yeah, Luke is kind of my little, he, he coaches me now and then. But uh, I would say probably my brothers more than anything, but they are not living in Calgary. So it's kind of hard for them to coach me from here. But yeah, cool. and uh, Cam is my go-to caddy because he knows my game yeah. better than anyone <laughs> anyone possibly could know. I've played the most rounds with him. So, And what would you say is the strongest point of your game? Um, that is a good question. I actually have, I feel like my putting is actually quite good now. I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the season, (laughs) but, um, right now it's feeling really, really strong in my game. And then I would also say I do have a really good forehand as well. So that's kind of how I learned the sport is kind of through my forehand. So I would say that's probably another strong suit. And I also play in the wind a lot because I live in Calgary and we get Chinooks <laughs> a lot. So <laughs> I would say I know I know how to play in the wind. So first round at TCO this year, you were all in. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, yeah, I didn't know like halfway through, but I kept looking back at my parents and they were like smiling with these huge smiles <laughs> on their faces. And they were like, you're doing great, Joe, you're doing great. And then up until the last hole at TCO, I think I was in second place. So I was like... <laughs> Amazing. Very, it pays very off. shocked by that. I was <laughs> pays like, off to play in the wind. Yeah. I kind of just was playing my own game and didn't really think about, like, I could not, I, I'm always like, nah, I'm, I'm just doing my own thing, whatever, not really thinking about scores, just having fun playing. So I had no idea. Love it. Yeah. You've just made a couple of announcements, I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you want to... Um, for anybody that hasn't heard those already or just reminders of, of the exciting things that are happening. Definitely. I would love to. So yeah, the one big one that I have released, that is that I will be representing Grip Equipment next year as their first and only ambassador ever. Congratulations. So will, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm very excited about that one. I love those bags. I have, yeah, I've purchased my own and I have, I've been using it. And they reached out and that is, yeah, 100%. They are my top company that I would ever suggest for anyone to go for a bag. So yeah, if anybody has any questions or anything that they want to chat about or even gift ideas or you just want to know what these bags do, let me know because I can let you know. That's that's incredible. So you're going to, are you going to be creating content for them as well? Yes. So I'll be, um, I'll be creating content on my channel that they can then use or we can collaborate on. But um, nice. yeah. Yeah. So that's the main point for that one. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm super stoked about that. It's like crazy that like, like I even had it like set out like where I would, where I was thinking about like these companies that if in turn, like my disc golf career would, I don't know, kind of jump up and like I would actually start making money and touring and all of those things. I was like making like little lists of things of like who would I want to have as my big com- big sponsor or this or that or the other thing and um yeah grip is my number one choice and it has been for a long time so I'm, I'm super stoked that's awesome yeah 
people can Joe Henderson Disc Golf on Instagram. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Face, Facebook. Facebook, I think, is the same. I think it's just yeah. Joe Henderson Disc Golf as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have a website, or will you be having a website? Um, I don't have a website, but I do have a like a link tree in my Instagram bio, and then I do have TikTok as well, which is just Joe Henderson Disc Golf as well. Yeah. Kept it pretty simple. Cool. And I'm I'm throwing the kind of we're gonna throw four questions at you Ooh, now. Okay. And I did say that I would send you the questions, but I didn't. I that's missed, okay. So. Don't worry. We so, can roll with it. The first question, and we'll exclude Paige from the question because I'm sure Paige <laughs> will be the answer. But who is your favorite FPO player to watch? Not in, not including Paige. Not including Paige. Okay. Well, asterisk beside her name. Yeah. We'll just pretend that, yeah, that doesn't exist. Uh, I mean, I don't even know who I would choose. You've been on the uh, tee pad. You've been, you've been super privy behind the ropes. Yeah. At the tea pad. Well, who, who you get enjoyed to ex- playing with or watching, yeah. Yeah, like who... That's true. Okay. Who brings the good vibe when you're out there with Paige that you just be like, wow, I'd love to have this on my card every time. I would say either... Can I choose two? Because sure. I can't choose between the two. Sure. Um, okay. I would I would choose either Missy Gannon or Own Scoggins. I knew you were going to say Own. Oh my yeah. gosh. She's, she Own, seems amazing. Own is amazing. And I gave her an Advil at Worlds, and she hugged me so hard. I felt like my whole body, like, yeah, I don't know. She's just so funny. I just, I just love her. I had to look in the crowds though. Like I was like, anybody got an Advil? <laughs> and and she was like, thank you so much. She has but, so yeah. much uh, energy and positive energy. I I watched the um, um, the tour championship the tour championship yeah. this morning, and she was the first one up to. Tatar and giving and she gave her mm-hmm. two huge hugs and a big smile on the face even before oh, she's amazing. before the final putt she said no we're all gonna putt out you yeah. get to, you get to putt last exactly um, yeah, yeah and and Missy Gannon's one of my favorites too uh, yeah, Missy's, Missy's always smiling like yeah. no matter what she misses a putt she makes yeah. a putt she exactly she turns around yeah. she just like you know looks at everyone there's a little smile on her face and yeah yeah awesome yeah no we got to have some pretty special moments with Missy and Tom this over the tour. Se- uh, season yeah but uh yeah they are some of our good friends now and yeah I definitely love hanging out with them a lot sweet mm-hmm. so now we know who the FPOs are what about MPOs excluding your brother excluding your brother, excluding your brother. <laughs> okay cool good thing because didn't yeah. want Andy to get offended by anything <laughs> good for touring MPO players let me think here I would have to... Can I choose two again? Sure. <laughs> I'm so indecisive. <laughs> yes, we'll let you. Don't tell Cam I'm this indecisive because we're planning a wedding right now and he can, already, <laughs> he can already hear it and see it happening right now. Okay, so I would say probably... Okay, these are the two that I have in my re- mind right now. Uh, James Conrad. James okay. is like one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. And his style of play is so different to mine that I'm like just in awe of everything he does. So I would say for sure him. And then I would actually have to say Kevin Jones because if he's having a good day and if he's having fun and if he's <laughs> in in the zone and just like feeling it, he is so fun to watch. So and that laugh, like Kevin's oh laugh is amazing. Like I can't help but smile. Like when, yeah. especially when we're watching um, uh, Skins when he's yes. on with Luke Humphreys yes. and that laugh. And I just, 
I, I love it. And he just yeah. seems like a really cool guy. Oh, he's so nice and so down to earth. He invited us to go to a pizza party this weekend at his house. So <laughs> in Charlotte, like for the tour championships. Oh, yeah. And we were like, what a guy. Like, yeah. you're that's, so nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Third, third of the four questions. Your favorite course to play. Mm, favorite course to play. Does it have to be one that's that I regularly play or can no. I choose in no, the can... world that Anywhere. I have played? Or you could, I'll let you choose, you can choose, to, I'll let you choose two. Oh, okay? thank you. Because it's like I'll, you know me. Yeah. I'll, uh, the, the first one is the one, the favorite course you played anywhere in the world. Okay. And the second one is a course you would like to play, but Ooh. you have played. Okay. I like that. Okay. I would say the favorite course that I have played, I would say that would be Golden Cape. Golden Gate Park, probably. Yes. Yeah, that course is magical. It it's is, so fun. It is so weird that it's just down in San Francisco. Like, it's in the city, so it's just so odd that you're, like, in the city, but yet you're, you're in, like, you're a magical forest. Yeah. yeah. I love just it. It's crazy. It's one of my favorites, too. It's yeah. like, yeah, you pull up, and you're like, oh, okay. And you make your way off T-Pad 1, and you're like, and you're where like, oh. am I? <laughs> This is a disc golf course. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a Sweet. legit course here. Yeah, no, I Sweet. love that course. And okay, now one that you would want to play. One that I would want to play. I mean, this is such a cliche answer, but probably Maple Hill. I didn't get the chance to go there this year. And yeah, and definitely want to play there. I'm pretty sure the it's number on one everyone's world, bucket so. list. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm, I'm. My husband and I are trying to figure out what we're going to do for a holiday next year. And it was like, we could go to Maple Hill. Then we could go down to Charlotte. And go to Worlds. <laughs> go to Worlds. That's yeah. right. Go up to Smugs. I know. Yeah. So I know that whole little area Smugs out there. also on the list. If I had the option to choose two that I have played, <laughs> I would have cho- chose Brewster Ridge. I think, so it's okay. I, I think you always ha- you'll always have the option to choose two. <laughs> there awesome. You go. Awesome. But there is one last question. And you can, okay. only, you can only choose one. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Favorite disc? Favorite disc. Oh no, this is hard. Well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna split this into two for okay. you again. Okay. <laughs> your favorite disc in your bag. So that's one. Okay. Your one favorite disc, not two. And then it might be the same disc, but the disc you would take if you had to play around with just one disc. Ooh. What would you play with? Hmm. Okay. If I had to play with just one disc. Yeah, and then your favorite disc might be a different disc. It's probably the same one actually right now. Well, it's hard to say. Okay. I'll I'll give one and then I'll explain the answer. I would probably choose the Sidewinder. That is the very first disc that I ever had my hands on ever in my life. And I have one that is, it's been in my bag since I started like playing disc golf with my brothers back in around like 2010, 2011. And so that one definitely is like my, it is my baby. It is, yeah, (laughs) I can do a lot of things with that disc. So I would say that one, but I also really like the zone, but I can't do, I can't like drive over 300 feet with that. So that's why I would choose the Sidewinder. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Tell us what you're, besides planning a wedding, um, the season just wrapped up. I know work doesn't end. Paige is always busy in the off season, but do you have yes. some solid plans for next year? Like events you're going to be at for sure. Um, 
traveling? Like, are you going to take off for three months and just tour down in the States and hit up events with Paige? Can you can you share even? I don't yeah. know. Um, as of right now, we don't have any of next year's tour planned and any of the events that I would be at. Um, I'm hoping to be at Worlds because nice. that, yeah, I don't know, that just makes sense to me. It seems like there's there's good opportunity for content. There's good opportunity for me just to like take a load off of Paige's plate um just like even getting videos of her she doesn't have to think I can just do that and she doesn't have to worry about it um yeah so that would be one and then OTB would be the other one that I would more than likely be at because it's one of her sponsors and and it's it's actually close to my brother's house and it's really convenient uh for us just to like go down together and then also potentially deglow just again another major discraft event so so would you consider coming back to TCO next year? Uh, yes, that is highly on the list. Just don't make it the same weekend as OTB, please. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the schedule to come out. And I'm really, really hoping that I guess I can squeal. I, I, the preferred date that we asked for mm-hmm. falls between um, Portland and uh, DDO. Ooh, So there's I love a two-week break in there. So that's, that's what we're hoping to get. Okay. So yeah, when the schedule comes out, hopefully here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, that's... maybe I can convince Paige to come all the way there. Wouldn't that Although, be Although, I mean, it would limit my chances of winning, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything could happen. Um, yeah. We'll put, we'll put Paige PSTs in for her. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, we would love to have you back and maybe mm-hmm. even, um, who knows, maybe we'll do some podcasting from the TCO. Yes. Maybe we'll do something yeah. fun that cool. week and... Yeah, and my, and my goal always is just to bring the pros back. It's um, mm-hmm. been a long time since we had them all here. We had Thomas here this year. Yes, that's um, right. And we haven't had Paige here since she hopped in with Nate Perkins that's and Alyssa right. to play some doubles on her way to Banff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So no, we'd yeah, love to have her back. they talked about that last time we were, we were just at GMC. So th- yeah, we chatted about that a little bit there. Sweet. And I also asked Ella Hansen if she would, um, she's another good friend. Yeah. But I also asked Ella Hansen if she would like to come and play that event. I told her she could crush and she could do really, really well. So Absolutely. Hopefully and she can come over and yeah. help her out. It's awesome. Like we're an eight and a half hour drive from Portland. And yeah. I can tell you because I've driven to Emporia from here. We're 33 <laughs> hours to Emporia. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I, obviously, I'll keep everybody in the loop, and um, but yeah, hopefully we know in a couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. That's exciting. I'm, well, yes. I'll spread the word as much as I can. And thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. And oh, are you and Paige doing your podcast again this off season? We are. So nice. yeah, get ready for season two of Approachable, and that will be found on all of our socials. But also, we have a social media for our podcast, which is just Approachable Pod. Yes. And that's run by Jomez Pro. Awesome. And they can, it's on all the streaming services, right? That's correct. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Everybody make sure you listen. They're awesome together and they have (laughs) great guests. We do. And we have good, exciting plans coming up for this next one. So I'm, I'm excited for them. Sweet. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. That'll be fun. Thank you for being on the show, Joe. Of course. It's been great chatting with you and all the best in uh, your professional career and your personal life with the wedding um, coming up. Thank you. Yeah, I hope to see you at the TCO next year. And yeah, thank you again. You bet. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Absolutely. We'll do it again for sure. Yes. All right.
Thank you to Jo for appearing on the show. We wish her the best in her nuptials and in her disc golf career. We hope it's truly a success for her. And you can contact her or find out more about her just by Googling Joe Henderson Disc Golf or going to the various social media streams that she is on. You can contact us, flightpass.dg at gmail.com or on Instagram and Facebook. And if you get that urge to buy some discs, go to okanagandisksupply.com and use the code FLIGHTPASS to get a 10% discount. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.